0: Are you struggling to find great commercial properties to buy? Hi, I'm Jared Krauss. And I'm Sam Powell, and we're the hosts of Property Pals Australia. And in this episode, we're just going to be
1: discussing about how to find the best commercial property deal in Australia. A lot of people are struggling in this low supply market to actually find these good deals. So the key is to not just be looking for the ones that are on market, but also to be looking at those pre and those off market opportunities
0: in the commercial space. And then in this episode, we're going to be teaching you how to do that one yeah we talk about like how to build relationships with the right people in the space to find those pre market and off market deals uh, and what goes into building those relationships and how to be how to build those relationships in a way that can help you for many years to come yeah, there's a good little point there it's a little secret is it's just being a good communicator uh, throughout that but we give some really good tips and
1: tricks on um you know. How to go about that with you know real estate agents and also how to you know, stay top of mind so there's some really juicy content in here, so I um, hope you get a lot out of it but uh, obviously but before we do uh, jump into it, look this is not the only way that we do help people for free. We have a really great um, free resource on our webpage, which is propertypals.au forward slash resources. And it's really important in this this space too for commercial property because it is a large purchase price with those deposits. So and making sure you're maximizing your your borrowing capacity. And that's what that little mini course is all about, is how to maximize your borrowing capacity to achieve a higher return on investment. So hope you got a lot out of it. And you know, feel free to leave some comments below and let's jump in. Welcome to
0: Property Pals, the podcast where we share everything around how to build a property portfolio from researching areas, financing, structuring, buying, selling and reinvesting to live a life of financial independence. As a disclaimer, any information shared by myself, Jared, Sam and the Property Pals team is strictly general and should not be taken as constituting professional advice. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial and taxation advice from a qualified professional Samuel. Jared. How we doing? How we doing, doing? Well, mate. How are you? I'm good. Pretty tired. Big week. Uh, big week of <laughs> surfing and fun. time lifestyle and design. But I didn't talk too much about property this week. Unfortunately, I wanted to get some information back from a finance broker, I didn't. Um, and that's just me being like, you know, in a rush mode. <laughs> so that's my own stuff. Um, but we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this in a future podcast episode. Uh, what I'm alluding to here in terms of buying another property. But now we're going to be talking about commercial because we're on the commercial route uh and we've talked about valuing commercial property we've talked about how to save a deposit for commercial property if you guys haven't checked out those podcasts check them out they are a few prior to this one this one's episode 39 uh now we're going to talk about how to find the best commercial property deals obviously we don't want to be buying a lemon so where should we take this in <laughs> yeah commercial it's a uh a different beast. Yeah, they've got
1: commercial websites that you can look into, but uh, there's a lot of commercial deals that goes on, free and off market, between uh, obviously agents and those that are looking. So I thought it would be a good, helpful little tip to run through people how um how to best find you know and canvas the whole entire Australian commercial property market because that's going to give them more deal flow and uh, you know, from there they can obviously use those skills we talked about in how to value them after that but it's a pretty key part right is you know, finding these actual deals that, that fit what you're trying to achieve and mm-hmm. you know, commercial there's there's so many different uh, aspects to it so um you know it's more so just find those deals seeing that cash flow make sure it stacks up but um also being cautious of you know these pre and off markets as well is probably a good thing to hit on later on but um and I'll allude to that as to why. It's a little bit of a bait thing to keep listening to our
0: voices till the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's, let's let's jump into it. Um, I want to I, I want to pre frame something as well. Obviously, you can go and find out. You know, commercial. You can be, we're going to talk about how to find these deals first. Obviously, you need to know how, and you should figure this out by listening to our other two podcasts on like. How to get your property deposit for a, for a commercial because it's very different. Also, um, it's very different in terms of like the size of the deposit you need for commercial versus residential, and that's also going to determine your a little bit about your buying criteria. Firstly, about the size of the asset that you can purchase in terms of how much it costs, and then also that should determine what type of property, commercial property, you want to purchase as well with the borrowing capacity that you can get or the money that you can spend, I should say. Uh, so, you need to have those two things pretty nailed down. So, the size of the asset and the type of the commercial property as well, right, Sam? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, um, well, a lot of that comes around you know, understanding your what your purchasing capacity is too, right? So, yeah. Obviously, we've talked about that. So they're always the key things is you don't want to be wasting your time looking for properties if you don't know exactly what your budget is. So yeah, talking to your broker, understanding what deposit you've got, and then you can go shopping, right? And this is that, that next phase of, all right, we know now what my purchasing capacity is, what I'm looking for in regards to you know, commercial property. Is it industrial? Is it retail? Is it office? And, or is it a bit of a mixed use? Uh, getting a bit more laser focused into what you're wanting to purchase because um, mm. then it's it's kind of like going to – you walk into Maya. Um, if you don't have anything in in your head as to what you want to buy, um, you probably end up walking out with a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't actually need. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yes, exactly. That's yeah, a really good explanation. <laughs> So go in with a shopping list, uh, and come out with something that's going to give you what you are after um, in terms of results with your property portfolio. So, once you have that criteria, where do we go? Where, where do we find these properties, Sam? Give us give us the good stuff. Yeah, well, step
1: one was always pinpoint what you are looking to, uh, where you want to buy, and what you want to buy. So we talk about that. Um, once you got that, ensure that it actually it, it exists, right? So mm. go on to Uh, commercialrealestate.com.au or realcommercial.com.au they're australia's biggest commercial uh, listing portals for um, real estate agents commercial real estate agents so uh, they're a really great place to start jump into the sold section there and and see what's actually been selling in that target area um, for that sort of budget because what you're doing is educating yourself for what are these things actually selling for, on what yields um, and how often they're actually becoming available. Um, so the reason why I want to know how long they're um, actually becoming available because you look at it and go, well, this asset is, you know, i buy that one and then and then you keep scrolling through, oh, there's another one I would have bought, but that might have been three to six months in between when they're actually sold. So then you mm. start to realise, oh, well, this asset, only comes around once every three or, or six months so um, you're understanding the time that it might take you and also you're uh going to be understanding well when that asset does come up to purchase you need to act with speed and you need to know what this thing's worth and then you need to negotiate as hard as possible to ensure you're securing it so um that's sort of the key part that i'd like to sort of touch in on but yeah I mean how to find these things uh, let's get into the
0: the juicy part of it uh, so so are you saying let's are you saying that some people may be looking for a deal that doesn't exist and that could be uh, it could be a huge damper on the growth of their portfolio by by it causing them to sit on the sidelines for longer than expected
1: yeah, yeah, I see that a lot right like everyone's wanting some they have they have a vision of what they they want to purchase, but there's no perfect property in the established uh, world, both commercial and residential. Um, so they're going around and just waiting for something to come up and if you're buying into a market that's growing your you know, your purchase capacity is getting eroded through that waiting process. Um, so it's kind of like an education process for people to realize well, There's no point in shopping in a location. like You might want to buy on the Sunshine Coast an industrial asset for $1.2 million. If you can't find anything that's sold recently for around that $1.2 million mark um, or, or below in that location, you're just going to be sitting there monitoring a market, wasting your time, and you'll be there 12 months, 24 months later, and you haven't actually acquired an asset. So
0: it's just a waste of your time. Yeah, and a huge opportunity cost. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, that's um
1: that's always the key part of you know, having these conversations with the strategy up front with people. Um, just to yeah educate them on this is the market you're buying in. Does it exist? Tick. And does it exist within your budget? Tick. Okay, cool. Well, let's yeah. go in and find you know the best deals and what's
0: available both pre and off market. Yeah, perfect, Dang. perfect. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link. We'll link to those um, two links in the show notes as well: commercialrealestate.com.au and realcommercial.com.au, so you guys can see if you know your uh, dream is can become a reality. Your dream property for your first acquisition of commercial, or third or fourth or whatever acquisition is is a reality, and and you can meet the market.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that that jumps into the next step of it. Um- mm. Which is actually using those websites and you know, going in and, and, and seeing what's being sold on market. It doesn't have to be within your price range uh, for this step. Which is what you want to do is go and, and find these commercial real estate agents because you think about it, it's their job to go and find listings, right? Like so, they're out there canvassing the market, trying to find people to sell, and they're doing it. They've been doing it for years, so the chances of them finding a, an asset before you um, is quite high uh, but there's a lot of people that do transact especially in the commercial space off market just because it's a business transaction they might um, you know have certain reasons to why to sell it off market which could be they need that quick cash or they don't want the neighbours knowing that they're selling um, or you know the the tenant prefers to have that um privacy and not have people walking through that asset so uh, you know it, that's kind of like it is off market essentially but if you're calling these real estate agents they might have um like you give this uh, like as a as a seller you might be like look i don't want to list it on the portals but you know if you do find a buyer within this range let's have this conversation does that make sense yeah
0: yeah, so basically if I'm gonna buy a commercial property, I'll call up a bunch of agents and give them my buying criteria. So you know what what I'm looking for, the type of asset I'm looking for and how much I have to spend. Uh, and then asking you know if you have anything now, let me know or if you've got something coming up, let me know because I'm in the market purchase and um, I'm cashed up, trained up, ready to go yeah so that's step one right like all
1: yeah. that process um and it's a lot of people like, i'll call a few agents um and a few not enough right like you want to be collecting around 30 commercial real estate agents as a minimum um mm-hmm. within that target suburb um if there's obviously a limited number of commercial agents for that suburb anywhere you're buying then and look into the next suburbs surrounding suburbs uh, because you want to be canvassing at least two suburbs um, to target for that commercial asset and you just want to get all their names their phone numbers and their email address and ask them um you know like can i email you can i text you once a week like i yeah this is what i really want to do and I'm right in the buy zone, so when the right asset comes up i'm ready to transact, and that's giving the agent a lot of confidence in you know you as a buyer and yeah, if you're worried about your budget too, uh, having those conversations with the agents, telling them what you're actually looking for and what your budget is,
0: they'll tell you straight up it's a pipe dream or oh yeah. yeah. Because they know the market, right? They know the market because they're in the market and you're just starting to come to the market. So there's so much advice you can get to real estate from real estate agents. And sometimes, obviously, this, you take these things with a grain of salt as well um, because they are selling you property. Uh, I did notice that you said, Sam, like something that I did maybe three or four years ago when I was looking at buying a property is I got a list of agents and I didn't just contact them once i what i my intention was is to build relationships with them because the more relate like the better the relationship you have with somebody the more trust there is uh and that's what you want to build is you want to build a trusting relationship with an agent so they trust you uh that when they do find the right deal they trust that you're going to be the right buyer for it and then they all you're also top of mind because you're messaging them once a week or twice a week on the platform like you said sam how they prefer like you want me to text you or do you want me to email you or just want like a quick five you know three minute yarn just an update on the market see where you're at see if you got anything um and you do it in a way that suits the agent and then you can have a spreadsheet of like all of these different agents and their phone numbers and last time you contacted them what you talked about all those sorts of things and that's like a structured way to build relationships that is a really good way to do it, and but what i 've noticed you said sam is like you want to have two two suburbs now do you mean what when you mean two suburbs do you mean two locations and they don't need to be side by side in terms of like where in the country and why two well we
1: I say two as a minimum um, but you don 't want too many like commercials are like a bit different to residential there's a lot more opportunities in the residential market than the commercial so uh what i'm trying to get you to understand is building relationships with these agents if you're too, if you've got too many suburbs um and like it depends on where that industrial or that office or that retail or that precinct for the commercial actually lies like say on the gold coast um there's you know ashmore's a, a classic industrial location and then it might be to go you, you have to go maybe 20 minutes north to go to stapleton and that's another industrial precinct so there could be two key areas to focus in on um if the if there's obviously commercial properties within surrounding suburbs then obviously you can you build that rapport um there but staying top of mind with too many agents is very difficult and that's where people kind of get a little bit like they're not really laser focused into that market so one they're not getting as well educated if they're too scattergun Uh, and two they they just won't do the efficient job to find those pre and those off-market opportunities coming through so um, i try to really niche into just a few a handful of suburbs two to five would be my preference and then just you know call those agents as i said get their email and ask them the permission because um, you've got to think about it from a real estate agent's perspective, right? Like they get well, they make hundreds of phone calls a day. They also receive a lot of phone calls a day of buyers. Oh, I'm looking for this. Is, it, um, is this something that is of um, is possible or do you have it? They'll say no and then they'll never hear, hear from that potential buyer again. Um, so what I'm trying to help people with is, just stay front of mind. Keep doing it every single week. So when that agent leaves a potential listing presentation of a property, uh, you know, they're, they're in their head they're like, oh, that Jared guy keeps messaging me. He's a perfect buyer for this. I've got this email or a text message once a week from him. He's a nice guy. He's ready to go. Uh, I'm going to give him a call. Does that kind of make sense for the psyche yeah, of the, absolutely. the
0: agent? Yeah, absolutely. So. People, I'm just thinking about, like, everybody listening, like, yeah, great, okay, cool, find two suburbs, you know, get some agents, chat to them, stay top of mind, build a relationship, and just showcase that you're an attractive buyer, um, because that's what they want. And with those two suburbs, how how do we know what suburbs to choose and why? Before we continue today's pod, I want to ask you a few questions. What is your property
1: investment goal? What type of properties do you want to own? How many? What size valuation property portfolio do you want to own? And how much net income do you want to be earning? Essentially, what's your magic number in passive income that you want to be earning? And do you know how to get there? And if you do, do you know how to get there in the least
0: time possible with the least amount of risk? Sam and I have been helping people invest in property and build property portfolios for years people who are now replacing their income through property, and we want to help you do the same. Right now, for a limited time, we are offering free property coaching to our listeners. We won't be able to do this forever, of course, so head to propertypowersau forward slash coaching. That's propertypowersau forward slash coaching to see how we can help you achieve your investment property goals. Link will be in the description too. Well, that's the secret sauce of
1: a commercial buyer's agent.
0: <laughs> exactly Um, yeah there's a lot of
1: location research and data that goes into it um it's i mean where you feel confident um on that in that space if you want to go it alone then um i'd say stick to your major cbd like the fringes on that um you'll be chasing your budget and your yield will will give you a limited um bunch of locations on that front Mm -hmm. um but you know i'd try to stay to those you know more established areas because there's more businesses and then from an investment perspective too, going down that commercial route is you know, for, for me personally i i wouldn't i'm not an opponent of buying something with a great yield out in the boonies you know which is four yeah. hours west of you know any major cbd it's kind of like well yes the yield's great um it's within your budget
0: however what happens if that tenant vacates you know what i mean yeah you're looking at also the vacancy rates as well i guess in commercial and the vacancy rates in those like smaller towns that are further out from the cbds are probably going to be higher than say in a cbd right yeah yeah definitely definitely and then it's the asset type too
1: so the bigger the asset the harder it is going to be to find a tenant for that yeah um but yeah that's that's obviously why we're proponents of you know, commercial buyers agents as well. There's a lot of value in finding those locations and then obviously finding the assets. So the fee that they charge is, in my opinion, well worth the reward. Um, Not to say that you shouldn't get educated and learn yourself how the process works, but it's just look uh, you'll be, you'll be on the market a lot 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 longer. you'll have less stronger relationships with these agents and you lack the negotiation and analysis skill set to
0: to really have a, a good you know, purchase price at, at the end of the day. yeah well I was speaking to um some friends yesterday who i was uh initially the first ever I'm not sure if you remember Sam i did a uh, i did a course. Property course with a guy that was just teaching a strategy that wasn't very good, spent a lot of money on it. It was just four years ago, and there was a bunch of us, and I'm not going to be naming names and whatnot, but there was a bunch of us that did it. And uh, I caught up, they proposed to catch up because they um, were looking at doing like a buy and flip strategy, and they did it, and I I backed out of it, and I went and invested in my own thing. And I was chatting to them yesterday, and they're looking to get back into the market, Um, and they're trying to find locations. and what they struggled with was them holding themselves accountable to doing the work to find the property because there's a lot of work that goes into it and i said to them why do you need to why do you need to hold yourself accountable can't you outsource that job to somebody else like a residential buyers agent and it's the same with uh commercial right like there's a lot of work that goes into finding a comm- like those two good locations, and then finding the asset in that location. And then, what you said with the negotiations. So, if people are looking for a buyer's agent, commercial buyer's agent, we know a bunch and reach out to us and ask us or well, let us know a little bit about your buying criteria. If you don't know, it, we can help you with that. And then, based on where you're at in your buying criteria and strategy, then we can help pair you up with the right buyer's agent for you guys, too. Um, and it, you know if you want to do it yourself you obviously you can do it yourself like you can go through and, and talk about what we've talked about here in the Todd of like check out those sites speak to a bunch of agents do the groundwork yeah and that, that's
1: the thing like the time it takes uh, is it, quite extensive and from a yeah, get buyer's perspective you know everyone's got a sort of a, an idea of what they want and there's a education process for every new buyer That's coming in. Um, mm. I mean, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into that, uh, but then yeah, once you've got that brief, it's it is time consuming because call 30 or 60 real estate agents, um, and then I can. It takes a, obviously a few days to go through that whole entire list, and then once you've got that a hard part set up, you're, you're texting, you're setting up automated emails every two weeks. That's a really good one using the BCC. Um, Email trick that we talk about in Hello House is you just put them all on the bcc You know the, your your start of your email is basically hey hey, <laughs> like you obviously don't want to say their name because it's going being sent out to about sixty people. <laughs> um, just touching base, uh, you know, um, as we spoke about on the phone. This is what I'm looking for, and uh, one two three four. Keep it simple, and then uh, obviously just you know, say please give me a call. Uh, If any of this pops up, um, and thanks for understanding that I'm just really keen to get this asset type, Um, and I'll be sending through the same email every single fortnight or a week, depends on what you want to do, um, just to say top top of mind. So I'll have those conversations on the phone. Like, don't feel like you have to respond to the email or the text if there's nothing there. I just want to constantly remind you that I'm in the market. And you know, I'm ready to buy and I'm really keen to obviously find something like this. I know it exists. You have that conversation with them as well as a sales agent, they're just humans, they'll tell you pretty much to your face that doesn't exist. And this is the thing, if it doesn't exist, like it may exist, um for, for me <laughs> as a buyer, but as the agent, they they're not looking for a hard uh a hard person to deal with. So um you gotta yeah. think about it if there's a whole bunch of people looking for a similar asset and you're the one that's constantly sort of like, you know, oh, I'm looking for a bargain. I'm looking for a bargain. It's like, well, I'm selling the property. I'm not going to sell it to you for a bargain. That's not my job. Yeah, exactly. So uh, kind of similar to what, what you shared uh, previously is you always want to be looking for a good asset at a fair price than a fair asset at a good price. So, Yeah. Like Absolutely. Thanks
0: to Warren Buffett for that that quote Um, oh i was quoting jared (laughs) (laughs) Krause. i'd love to claim it as my own but that's not that's not very good to do is it
1: (laughs) no no but yeah you you bang on so that's kind of like that's the process you go through it's not rocket science it's just extremely time consuming and that's why the fees that you know the buyer's agents charge are warranted um because it's not only to find those assets as i say like there's a massive skill set in analyzing them to the right value and then the other, on top of that, is negotiating as hard as possible on your behalf. So, like, um, you know, when you're looking at what money you're spending on these assets, which is generally five hundred thousand to five million for most sort of people, um, then you know that that fee of, you know, of some commercial buyers agents charge around two percent of the purchase price. So you know, it's uh, it's quite uh, on on the way in. It looks like a, a decent whack of money, but I assure you, the the value you get
0: out of it out of a good commercial buyer's agent is is worth their weight in gold. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to look at it as well as like it's a business transaction. <laughs> so mm. yes, it's a tax write off, but also what is the ROI that you can get from that investment in them doing the work and more often than not that a buyer's, a buyer's agent will be able to negotiate down a property uh, to uh, to like the same price or sometimes less or and that's happened for me is less or than the cost of you using them as a buyer's agent so if you look at it that way it's kind of like a free it's a free service if you have it if you think about it that way yeah yeah
1: that's a, that's a good, way to, good way to put it, actually. Um, you, you can write it off on tax if you're doing an investment play um, or even if you're as a business, if you're looking for a premises. That's why I, I love commercial is if you're looking for a premise to, to move into, you know, your business is paying that fee. So it's, mm. you know, it's, think of it that the cost is even greatly more reduced. Um, and also it adds to the, um, you know, if, if you pay a million bucks for the, the purchase and it costs you twenty thousand dollars to you know pay a professional to do all that process for you, you know, your actual purchase price from you know the capital gains perspective is a million and twenty thousand, right? So any profit you make on the top end you can write off, you know, whenever you choose to sell it. Mm. Which is a good point. I, I did want to hit on like there's a really key part of this whole finding process that you know people do struggle with. Uh, and that's actually having an open dialogue with these agents that you've you've done all the hard work, right? you've built this rapport, they're, they're keen, you know it's available, they want to get your property because they want to be able to sell it nice and easily um, at the right price. But where people do lack is actually in the communication with the agents. So find a lot that the agents, they'll, they'll go out, they'll send you an opportunity. If you're not, responding to that even if it's not the asset that you want someone's gone to the effort to think about you to put that in front of you or if you don't respond then i don't care how many emails you're going to be sending you and text messages they don't respect you as a buyer after that because they've gone to the effort to you know work with you and you're not working with them
0: does that kind of make sense as well yeah it's it's a two-way street and you can't just be hounding them with emails and every time they send you something back you don't reply and you're expecting a reply from them uh when they do have something and when they do send you something you're just like nah like even if it's not for you that's just think about it like any relationship (laughs) it's the give and take and you just can't be just taking 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 and not being appreciative even if it's not the right deal for you
1: yeah and you look at um, you look at it as well as uh the you know the the feedback is important to them too, so there's no point in um yeah doing yeah like they might be thinking, Oh, they're looking for this type of asset they sent it to you, I mean, you like that's the education process that you're working through together, so mm-hmm. that way they're not gonna waste your time with something similar in the future because you've rejected something that you yeah you know, have given them clear feedback on um I mean. They might present something to you. Obviously, agents are running around. They'll present everything just to try and get a sale. But at the same time, it's just a, you know, it's a healthy, open dialogue relationship with a professional who does it every day. And you're, what you're doing is actually leveraging their time to go and find the asset for you. So treat it, treat it with a bit of respect is, is all I'm trying to say to people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're kind of like training them to... like. Find you the right deal that you're looking for through that feedback that you're giving them as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then um, once you do find something, right, like this is sort of the key that in that pre and the off market stage is you've got to move with speed. Once they put it forward, you know, you want to be able to get the contract reviewed, you know, analyze the property, know what it's worth, get all the documents in place. Um, and that's where obviously a good commercial buyer's agent will have a a list of, of things they want to collect, like the lease documents and all the, the transaction histories, the insurance, everything to make sure that it's in place um, so you can you know, pull that trigger really quickly. And that's what's going to help you with um, securing these things below market value as well is obviously the agent has the, somewhat of an idea of what it's worth. You're also competing with the seller. So the seller, uh, you know, no doubt, everyone's got three different prices you know they're low they're you know happy to take and they're you know preferred sale price so um that's where the art of negotiation comes in too but the the key on that point is yeah just working with speed and and making sure that if it isn't pre and off market that you've been given this opportunity and their alternative is to take it to the market or to a whole bunch of other people to shop it around what they're doing is researching that asset taking time doing their due diligence a lot of buyers do take too long to make that educated decision and people that do it every day that's how they actually can transact with so much more um speed is because they know what they're doing they do it every day that's a that's a key point that
0: i hit home on as well yeah it's 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 really i guess we can wrap this whole thing up by saying it's really about relationship building and Mm -hmm. that's what property is and business and life is and the quality of the relationships you have with these people in the space can give you the more quality assets
1: yeah absolutely and um i mean the last thing i'd say on that front is don't forget the very last point you've got the asset you're you unconditional like once you hit unconditional phase it's pretty pretty sure it'll settle i'd say make sure you're turning off those BCC emails so you're not pestering them with a whole bunch of emails and them calling you uh,
0: (laughs) for something that you no longer need. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, guys, obviously, uh, if you are looking for a buyer's agent, reach out to us. Uh, We're happy to help you pair you up with the right buyer's agent. Um, And, yeah, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you have any questions, um, reach out. There's, uh, yeah, as, as we do here, there's uh, there's a lot that you don't know in the space, but it's just talking to the right people. So it starts that conversation. Uh, and we've got you know, our coaching page on propertypals.au on the website. Um, go check that out, and you'll understand a little bit more about how we all we all work here. And by all means, shoot us an email. Hello at and I'm more than happy to um, you know, introduce you.